you're here. Welcome to the Masterminding Success Podcast. They say if you want to be successful in business and in life, then surround yourself with successful people. So pull up a seat. The Mastermind is about to begin. Hey, glad you could join us for another episode of the Masterminding Success Podcast. We're your hosts, Keith Wheeler. And Nuria Corby. And what are we going to be talking about today, Nuria? Today, we're going to talk about misconceptions of low content or no content books. So another interesting topic, and we'll see what we both think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you nowadays, no content books, low content books, and, and some people are calling medium content books. Mm. They, they all seem, they seem to be like the hot new thing, yeah. you know? And uh, I mean, I see ads for it. I see, um, you know, uh, people doing courses for it and, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of misconceptions for people who are, um, they they see these commercials and they see these ads and they immediately think, oh, I can do that. And, you know, it's, a, you know, it's, it's a get rich quick or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think this is a really good episode to talk about. Yeah, I think it kind of depends uh, from whose perspective we're talking about, because I think there's two, two parts to this. One big misconception is that it's easy. It's easy mm -hmm. money. You you make a notebook, you make blah, 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 and you put it on Amazon and the money comes in. <laughs> and that's one misconception, which is, you know, they think it's it's easy to do. But then there's the other side as well. And there are people who think it's too difficult for them, mm -hmm. you know, who I've, I've got a lot of people that tell me that, you know, they've been studying and learning about it for about a year, but they still haven't published anything. And I'm thinking, right. wow, you know, you you need to just start because otherwise you'll never, you know, so obviously in their minds, they're thinking that it's difficult because otherwise they would have started already. So, mm -hmm. so I think it just depends on the perspective. But yeah, you're right. There's so many adverts now on TikTok as well. <laughs> yeah. Where they make it sound so easy. And I and we both know it's not that easy, but you know, that's one big misconception, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there, I mean, I, I could just list off a bunch mm -hmm. of different misconceptions, but, uh, but just to touch on the ones that you, you already brought up is, yeah. I mean, it's, I see those ads all the time, you know, mm -hmm. uh, make X amount of dollars in such and such amount of time. Mm -hmm. And just like with anything, it, it goes back to things that, you know, most, many of us heard when we were kids, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is, yeah. you know, um, if there was, a magic bullet, you know, a, a get rich quick. Yeah. Um, first of all, I doubt people be putting ads about it. They'd be keeping that a secret, right? They you would. know, yeah. You know, and um, is is it necessarily? Can it be easy to create a you know a, a no content or low content book? Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. it it could be fairly easy. Um, but then, what quality are you putting out? You know, um, yeah. you know, are you putting out quality that? that you as a consumer would want. Yeah. You know, also if it's, if it's super easy for you, you know, how competitive is that niche? You know, because what I hate, you know, time, time is something that is that we have a finite amount of. Mm -hmm. And so I, I hate to see people wasting their time mm -hmm. creating any kind of content, whether it's written or no content, you know, and it being something that doesn't, doesn't give them anything you know they they yeah. don't get anything out of it and 
you know, it's just, it's just a huge misconception that you can just create line journals and just yeah. put, put them out there and you're going to make money. Um, you know, line journals are extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many out there because there were so many ads, mm-hmm. you know, three, four, five years ago that yeah. said, you know, do line journals. Yeah. And so, you know, when it comes to no content, low content books, uh, one of the many misconceptions that I've found is that you can just create one book and you're good. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's definitely one that I find because I don't know if you get comments like this, but sometimes in the groups, people say I've created 10 books and I'm, I haven't sold any, or even some people even say I've created a book and I haven't sold any copies. And I'm thinking, wow, well, you know, one thing is creating something. The other one is making sales. Right. <laughs> They're two very different things, you know, and uh just because you're creating something, it doesn't mean it's going to sell necessarily. It, it could take a long time before you see a return for for the time that you've invested, mm-hmm. especially in this kind of job where we, we're creating content, whether that's books or videos or blog posts, whatever that is. It's usually something that takes time to to generate an income. And uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things, you know, are people expecting things to happen too quickly? But then at the same time, I don't want to pe- I don't want people to get discouraged either because right. it is a really good opportunity, you know. Oh, it, it absolutely is. I, I think yeah. it really comes down to um setting your expectations. Yeah. You know? That's uh, right. You know, I, I will say that, you know, if you plan on just being one and done, you plan on just creating one, you know, whatever type of low content, no content book, mm-hmm. it's chances are it's going to be hard for you to get a significant amount of, of revenue from that. Mm. Um, just because, you know, with, with, as in most businesses, there's that 80, 20 rule, you know, 80% of your money is going to come from 20% of your products. That's right. Um, that's, yeah. that's the case in restaurants that I've managed as well as, you know, books, you know, mm. and so having other content out there, you know, ha- not just, again, not just being one and done, mm. you know, just setting your expectations ahead of time. No, you know, if you go in there thinking that if I create one line journal, I'm going to make all this money. <laughs> if you know that that's not realistic, it's possible, but it's not realistic. No. Then I think there's a lot less chance of you being discouraged. Yeah, absolutely. I think I gave myself a year when I started. I thought, and this was before KDP, before I was doing books. This is when I started blogging. I've Mm -hmm. said to myself, I'm going to give myself a year. And if it doesn't work out by then, I'll do something else. And I was lucky that I discovered KDP before the year went, (laughs) before it it ended, because this was something else. And um, I wasn't expecting much. I think this this is exactly what you were saying. You know, if you don't expect too much, you go into it with less baggage, with less um, obstacles that you could come across. And I think, I think the the misconception whether it's too easy or whether it's difficult depends on where you stand there, and right. depends on your expectations, I guess. Yeah, but. It's yeah. I I don't know whether anybody listening will think it's very easy or very difficult. <laughs> it will be interesting to to know what people think. So you know, because I'm I'm can only talk from what I'm seeing around me and from mm-hmm. the comments that people are leaving. And I would say I don't know if you agree, but I would say that most 
or the majority of people don't think it's too easy, but there's always there's a there's a big proportion of people that think it's easy to make money and then they get disappointed when it doesn't happen for them. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. I think and the ones that do think it's easier, the ones that are just starting out, you know, yeah. they, they saw those those ads, they saw those commercials. Yes. Um, yeah. But again, I, I think if if you look into it a bit further, then you can really have your expectations set set properly, um, because it really depends on, you know, did you do any and, and so many of these video, these commercials don't tell you, you you need to do, you know, niche research. You, you need to find out how competitive that particular niche is, because yeah. even within line journals, there's so many different niches. Yeah. that that you can be in and yeah. depending on how competitive they are will really determine how quote easy it is for you to you know to start seeing uh you know some some royalties come in um, Absolutely. but but yeah it it just it really depends on and, and it doesn't have to take you you know weeks or you know even days really to do the niche research mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just going in there looking at you know the different niches that you that you might be interested in um and uh and you know figuring out you know which ones have the least amount of competition but they've got a good amount of sales so you know that hey you know this is something that if i create something for i you know I, i've got a good chance of of at least getting a few sales mm. and i think also not everybody has a business mindset because mm-hmm. A lot of the people that are watching those videos that show you, oh, all you have to do is this, 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 and those videos are fast as well. You know, yeah. they they really go over the topic really quickly, and you think, wow, that's all I have to do. That was and, easy, yeah, yeah. And they're not telling you that this is a business. It's a it's a business like any other, and you have to do a lot of not just niche research, but you have to learn about the rules that apply. Yeah. And not a lot of people know. You know, they I get questions like. Can I open up another account on KDP? No, you cannot. You know, you right. you really need to read the terms and conditions and familiarize yourself with that. And that is not quick. I tell you, it probably take me two days to go through all of yeah. them. You know, because yeah. there is a lot to it. There is uh, a lot you need to know about what you can and what you can't do. And uh, if you're running it as a business, then you will do that. But if you are thinking this is a way to make money quickly easily then that's um that's not gonna happen <laughs> right and, and don't get me wrong i i've known people who have you know right out of the gate you know they've created some products and they've made a lot of money but they've done it the wrong way yeah. and like you said didn't read the terms of service and and you know yeah they got you know some money right off the bat but then they got their accounts closed mm-hmm. you know kdp if you're doing something um shady mm-hmm. you may get away with it you yeah. may not but eventually KDP will catch you. And that's when you, you see these things, these, you know, messages and all these boards where, <laughs> you know, KDP is closing down all these accounts. Well, yeah. you know what? You finally got caught. Yeah. Most so, of yeah, them I mean, are for a good reason. You know, right. it's yeah. very few that where it's an Amazon mistake, but right. most of them, and I think people are panicking for no good reason because mm-hmm. There is a reason why those accounts are getting shut right. down. You know, if you if you dig deeper, right? And money. and most people, most people, especially if they're knowingly breaking the rules, are not going mm-hmm. to admit that. They're exactly. just gonna they're gonna act surprised and yeah. and oh my yeah. gosh, you know, they did it for no reason. No, there's yeah, a but, reason. 
to be fair, some people really don't know the rules and they don't right. know that they've done something wrong, you know, that's and true. that's why it's so important to to read up on the terms and conditions before you even start, because there are things that I used to do that now I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm so lucky I didn't get, yeah. get a ding for that, you know, like putting sizes in the titles of your books mm -hmm. or things like that, because you when you're starting, you look at what other people are doing and you see so many doing that. You think, oh, this is how they want you to to do your titles. And obviously it's not. And if right. you don't read Amazon's uh, guidelines, then obviously you wouldn't know that. Because if you copy what other people are doing, most of it is not the right way of doing it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very true. And, um, you know, it's... I look at it this way. If any platform that you plan on publishing through, whether it's KDP or Ingram Spark or Lulu, treat them like a business partner. Mm. You would not just go into business with just somebody randomly without learning a little bit more about them. Mm. Same thing with these platforms. Look at the terms of service, see what's a, what's okay or, and what's not. Because just remember, we're we're playing in in their sandbox. You know, they're they're bringing us all of you know this this visibility to our products, you know, they don't owe us anything. Exactly. You know, they're, they're letting us do it for free in most yeah. cases. Yeah. And so the least you can do is go in and spend some time and read the terms of service to make sure that you're doing everything, you know, by the book. Yeah. I, you've got such a good point there because this is such a great opportunity when you look at it, you know, it's yeah. an amazing opportunity and, we better do it right, you know, right. so that we, so that we can be successful, you know, and I think to go in it with, I I see a slight level of arrogance sometimes with people, you know, where <clears throat> they go into it and they think Amazon owes them something or Amazon isn't doing this, Amazon isn't doing that. Amazon, like you said, doesn't owe you anything, you know, you, you have to play by their rules and right. uh, it is the opportunity that it is, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah. Another misconception that I found is that um, low content and no content books um, are limited to just line journals and planners, mm -hmm. right? That that That's all, that's all it is, right? Oh, no. <laughs> it's so much more than that. It is so much more than that. It's actually, for me, it's one of the most creative ways of, of making a, of producing a book. I know writing of course is, is, is another very creative process, but I actually think people haven't uh, discovered the possibilities in in. Shall I say low con no no content for me is like lined notebooks, right. and then low content is anything that goes. Right. I don't really go for that medium content yeah. thing because that it doesn't exist really, um, and it's only because Amazon have now acknowledged low content books that I'm right. even, you know, um, but. Yeah, there's just so much. And I know we we we've gone through all the things, log books, coloring books, puzzle books, but there is so much more that we don't realize. And I don't want to talk about it because it's one of my niches that <laughs> that I'm very successful in that people don't really know much about. But if you learn about it and you create what people are are looking for, it's it's amazing. It's there are things out there that I didn't even know about this niche. I thought, what are they doing? You know. And I learned all about it, and it's it's amazing. There there are so many opportunities if you dive into it. So it's not just notebooks, like you said, or or mm -hmm. you know graph paper. Those things are good too, but.
but I think once you've mastered that, look into all the other opportunities that there are because there are yeah. there are many. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, line journals and, and sketchbooks and things like that, that's a great way to start. Yeah. You know, to to learn, you know, creating templates and that kind of stuff. Uh, but absolutely, that that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg, as yes. they say. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, obviously I, you know, I've done really well in, in puzzle books and, mm-hmm. and other books, but uh, it's funny is because puzzle books and uh, journals, those are things that I kind of just stumbled upon. I, you know, just like with a lot of yeah. creations, you know, it all started with, you know, being created out of necessity. You know, I, yeah. I did it for something for my kids and they ended up selling and, you know, it kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. So yeah, don't, you know, if you're just now starting in, no content, low content books, or you're just thinking about it, line journals, you know, coloring books, that kind of stuff. You know, if you do your research and, and you find a good niche within it, um, those can, those can be successful for you. Absolutely. And and they're, again, they're good starting points, but yeah, but if you're interested in, in doing this as a business, like you were saying, you know, consider, you know, look, broadening your horizons, you know, thinking of, you know, some other things that maybe other people aren't thinking of. Yeah. Absolutely. And even the things that are already out there, any business, if you're looking at a product that you're bringing out and that product already exists in the market, you wouldn't bring out exactly the same one. You'd have to do something either you create a cheaper product or you create a better product or you change the design of the product or it's got a different function. There's something that you need to do to make it different. And it's the same with books. And I always Mm -hmm. used to say, Make lined notebooks to start with, but then stop making them because, you know, you're not going to sell thousands of lined notebooks. Boy, was I wrong. My husband, when he joined me, started making notebooks and he stumbled on a, on a design, let's call it a design, because there's not a lot you can do with lined notebooks right. in the interior. It's, it's mainly the cover design. Right. And he's he's very successful with that. So he proved me wrong. So you can make money with notebooks, but they have to be different. You can't make the same ones that are out there. So there is a lot of opportunity. And the longer you do it and the more you learn, the more you discover things that you can do. So I definitely find it very, you know, creativity wise, very freeing to be doing no content, low content books, you know, because there's just, there's very little rules, you know, you know, as far as what you can do and what you can't do minus not paying. I mean, obviously you read the terms of service on, yeah. you know, on platforms. We already discussed that, but, but I mean, as far as like, you know, things that you can do to make your book different, mm-hmm. you know, make the cover different, make the interior different, you know, all of that, uh, you know, create a completely different product, yeah. you know, and, and even you were mentioning, um, you know, uh, or earlier about, you know, written books. And mm-hmm. uh, I would say one of the misconceptions that, that I hear is, you know, that, you know, basically that, that you're either going to be right, you know, a writer or you do no <laughs> content, low content book. And something that I've told my, my students that, you know, that are, that write children's books is to, you know, doing no content, low content, complimentary books is a great way to one, you know, change, you know, do different side of your creativity, yeah. Um, yeah. creating another product for that line, but also making yourself available and visible to people that normally wouldn't have found that book. You know, Mm -hmm. people that are looking for, you know, coloring books, 
might not be looking for children's books. But if there's a coloring book here and then they find out that that's actually based on this children's book, yeah. now you've got, you know, yeah. multiple sales that you can be getting, you know. I think so, that's another another topic, really. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, absolutely. How to expand your, your product range. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. So it's just, it's it's not just for, you know, you you, you don't have to necessarily be in, in one avenue or the other, you know. Absolutely. Writing books or or no content. You can, you can. Do like us and, and yeah. be in both. And be in both. I've actually noticed one thing that I don't know whether it's just the Amazon community thing that they've got on KDP. I find that writers of fiction or nonfiction are very uh, anti-low-content book creators because <laughs> if you go in there, you go in there at your own <laughs> sort of peril because yeah. – they're very aggressive when somebody asks a question and they kind of sniff out that that's a low content um, creator. They're very dismissive of, you know, and they don't offer any help. And I, I found that quite sad because I think yeah. that it goes hand in hand. You know, I think if if writers are, are looking down on low content, they they really need to question whether they are as creative as they think they are, because creativity has no has no borders you know you can go from one thing to another and uh and i think i think absolutely low content books are at the same level as a written book you know i'm sorry if anybody disagrees but in my opinion um it's absolutely the same you know it's it's all creativity and you can do an amazing job on a low content book right so i mean if you think about it misconception yeah, if you think about it, um, many schools have already been on that that same platform. You know, they have textbooks, but then they have workbooks to go along with it. Well, that yeah. workbook is a no content, low content book. That's right. You know, it's a low content book right there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's that it is a huge misconception that that you can't do both. You know, mm-hmm. and I agree. I, I've seen that. Unfortunately, yeah. um, I think part of it is just like in a lot of things. You know, you've got a, a few bad actors that are kind yeah. of ruining it for everybody. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. I I know from from doing children's books and and other written books that you know, and because of these commercials and stuff like that, that you en- end up getting this onslaught of you know just line journals, you know, going <laughs> crazy, and and then what that does is that kind of buries other good books, and so it I does. can understand that yes, that immediate negative connotation when it comes to no content low content books but that by no by no stretch am i you know you know saying that that's a good thing you know it's you know just remember that there are people out there creating every kind of book that you can think of and and many kinds that you can't that you haven't thought of yet that that are doing it for the right reasons they're trying to do it you know to quality and and as a business and and uh you know, I always, I always go by the mindset, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Spot on there. I think you can't go wrong. If you, if you think that way, you, you kind of, you know, you're bound to succeed. Right. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, o- overall, I, I just think that there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to, mm-hmm. to no content, low content books. And, and I hope if there's nothing else that, that the listeners have, have come across is that, um, you know, th- throw that, you know, all those misconceptions aside. And if this is something yeah. that you think you might be interested in, then go for it. You know, um, you can, you know, I-, I would say the the first thing you'd want to do is to 
you know, figure out what kind of book you want to do. Again, just to start with, uh, maybe it's something that you're doing for yourself, for your family, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, do a little niche research, see if there's any interest in, you know, from the outside audience, you know, yeah. are there sales coming from that type of book and that kind of thing? And then just, just go for it. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's, it's a great opportunity, whichever way you look at it, but it's, um it's like any other business. You have to work hard at it. You have to do the right kind of things. Um, but if you do that, then it's um so much easier than running a jewelry business <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that, <laughs> which I used to do. So for me, it was a, a revelation and I love the creativity and it's it's a completely different thing. And I think we're very lucky that um, we're able to to work at this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Mm. Well, this has been another great mastermind, Nuria. Once again, a huge thank you to all our listeners and viewers who came to tag along. If you enjoyed today's mastermind, please consider following or subscribing to the podcast and maybe even leaving us a review and let us know what you thought. It would mean the world to us. Oh, and if you have an idea for a topic we can cover, feel free to email us your ideas or drop us a comment on one of our YouTube videos. Until next week, I've been Keith Wheeler. And I've been Nuria Corby. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Mastermind today. Be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice and tell a friend who would enjoy it too. Your support is greatly appreciated. This has been the Masterminding Success Podcast.